When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment your work stress disappears as you kayak through the canyons. Or the moment you discover the life-changing effects of prickly pear chocolate. But nothing beats the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the very first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. Recorded live. God has been so, so good. So, so good. God has been so, so good to me. God has been so good. God has been so good. God has been so good. So good to me. God has been so, so good. So, so good. God has been so so good, so good to me. Amen, amen. God bless you, children of God. I do greet each of you once again in the mighty and the precious name of Jesus Christ, our Lord, our Savior, our strength, our Redeemer our very present help in a time of trouble. God is our everything. For those of you worshiping with us for the first time, I am Apostle Robert Bryant, pastor of the Christian Center Church Worldwide Headquarters in Kinston, North Carolina, USA, and in 20 countries and Counting, we thank God as He is opening many great doors for us uh, throughout the world. We have a simple mandate, children of God. We want to take over the world for Jesus Christ. We want to take over the world. This is one of the reasons why the religious leaders of Jesus' day had major problems with Jesus. The message that Jesus was preaching was so different from that of the scribes and the Pharisees and the Essenes and that people were joining his ministry in droves. There was a simplicity that Jesus's ministry offered that was refreshing. He told, Jesus told the religious leaders of his day, he said, you tie up heavy loads and you place them on men's shoulders and you are unwilling to lift a finger to help them carry it. Jesus offered a refreshing change. My prayer for you under the sound of my voice, pastor, bishop, elder, overseer, that you won't tie up heavy loads and place them on men's shoulders. 
but that you will offer the truth of God and the truth of the kingdom of God with simplicity, love, and power. That men and women may want to join us in droves as they did Jesus. One one of the, some of the religious leaders said about Jesus said we we got to stop this thing because if we don't, you know, uh, everybody will join him and leave us. But my prayer for you, my brother and my sister, is that we will offer because salvation, Christianity, walking with God is really very simple. God, from the time he created man and woman, he made things very simple. In the garden, God told Adam, basically, just you do anything you want to do, just don't eat from the tree. Come on, saints, of the knowledge of good and evil. For in the day that you eat of it, you will surely die. Now, there was a simple instruction. Just, just, just don't don't eat from that tree. You do basically whatever you want of all the trees thou mayest freely eat. You do what you want. But if you eat from that tree, there will be complications in your life that will eventually lead to death. That's what sin is in our life, children of God. It is a complication. It is a needless complication that leads to death. All God is saying to us is do right. Men, under the sound of my voice. All God is saying, what? Do right. Women, under the sound of my voice. All God is saying, do right. Children, under the sound of my voice. Do right. I want to encourage you today, my brother and my sister, let us just do right. Salvation is simple. When we do right, it becomes complex. When we're trying to do wrong. Listen, God says, Robert, tell my children this for me. You all were not created to sin. Now, we do it every day. You know, we were not. But but God says we were not created to sin. We were created to do right. We were created to please God. Sin is not righteousness. Sin does not please God. God and and eventually sin will end in death and separation from God. May that not be our portions in the mighty and the precious name of Jesus Christ. We're going to take a look at something here the Lord was just kind of dealing with me on and I'm interested to see what He's going to bring out of this uh, from the book of Matthew, uh, chapter 4. And we're going to come on down to verse 24. Matthew, chapter 4, verse 24. The scripture says, news about Jesus spread all over Syria. And people brought to him all who were ill with various diseases 
those suffering severe pain, the demon-possessed, those having seizures, the paralyzed, and he healed them. Once again, news about Jesus spread all over Syria. People brought to him all who were ill with various diseases, suffering from severe pain, demon-possessed, those having seizures, paralyzed, and he healed them. We're going to work today, children of God, briefly from a topic. He healed them. He healed them. Let us pray. Father, in Jesus' mighty name, we thank you today because you are God, and besides you, there is none other. We ask, Heavenly Father, that you forgive us of our sins and thought, word, and deed as we are works in progress. We're asking, Father, you open our mind, open our eyes, open our hearts that we may see and hear and understand you like never before. Father, we want to get closer to you that we may do your good, pleasing, and perfect will. You've created us for a purpose. You've created us for a reason. We want to tap into that purpose today. Tap into that reason that you might be pleased. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for all that you have done. Down through the years, the songwriter said, the Lord has been good to me. We thank you, Lord. Again, forgive us of our sins and iniquities which we've committed against you. And we're asking, Father, that you continue to lead and guide us in your paths of righteousness for your name's sake. Speak to us, Father, through us and for us, that we may grasp your will for us and our lives. Do these things for us, Father, and we will forever give your name the glory, the honor, and the praise. These and all of the blessings we ask and we count done in the mighty and the precious name of Jesus Christ. Let God's people say amen. Amen and amen. And he what? He healed them. He healed them. As we look at the book of Matthew, chapter 4, we are looking at the early stages of Jesus' ministry. You look at verses 18 on down through 22, you find Jesus calling what? His first disciple. Disciple means learned one. So, uh, you know, and I shared this with some congregations recently in Nigeria, that any activity or anything that people do, there is a first. Come on, children. And there is a last. Listen, there is a first person that went into heaven. Out of all the millions and billions of people 
that God has brought into heaven, there was a first one that went up in heaven that God allowed into heaven. There was a first one who was able to say, wow, this is what? This is beautiful. Nobody else before the masses, before the crowds, before the group, there was a first one. I don't know who it was. May have been Adam. It may, I don't know. It may, but there was a first one, just like in the earth. There was a what? There was a first man. There was a first woman. And there will be a last man. Come on, somebody. And there will be a last woman. Now, in heaven, there was a first man and a first woman. And there will be a what? Last man and a last woman. My prayer for you and me is that we are what? In that number. Jesus called his first disciples. Out of all the disciples that there have been over the years and down through the millennium, there was a first disciple. The Bible says in verse 18, as, verse 18, as Jesus was walking beside the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers called Simon, called Peter, and his brother Andrew. Now, God is dealing with, with me and my spirit in regard to this. First two disciples were two brothers. Hmm? Simon and who? No, Simon and his, called Peter, and his brother Andrew. Now, understand this, my brother and my sister. Jesus was who? The son of God, but he was also, he was also God in the likeness of sinful man. Jesus was the son of God, we know, but he was also God. He was Emmanuel or God with us. Out of all the people that have lived in the earth, what an honor. To be called by God to be his first, what? Disciples. And not just Simon. Now, in other words, I'm thinking about the parents of Simon, Peter, and Andrew. They didn't have one son that was God-fearing. They had two sons. You know, sometimes I watch television. You know, I was watching TV today, and there are three brothers that have made it to the NBA. Parents real proud. You know, there's some, you look on, you know, families where they have two two sons that play pro ball or, or in different things. But this family had two sons that were disciples of the Most High God. What an honor. What an honor. Simon called Peter and his brother Andrew. They were casting nets into the lake for they were fishermen and God see it. Listen to me, my brother and my sister. You may be doing something right now under the sound of my voice. It may not be what God has for you to do. 
These men were fishermen. Jesus said, come and I will make you what? Fishers of men. So understand that regardless of what we are doing, God has something better for us. Wherever you are, whatever you into, whatever you're doing, whatever, God has something better. My encouragement to you, my brother and my sister, is to tap into, come on, what God has for you. They were fishermen, catching a few little fish, working hard, doing it. And God, Jesus said, come. I will make you. So you say, Apostle, what does that mean? God has the ability to make you and I into something very different from what we are today. Some individuals never become what God wants them to become. But I want to encourage you child of God. Let God make you into something different. Let God make you into what he wants you to be. See, you may have been cowardly. God can make you into a brave man or a brave woman. You may have been broke financially. God can make you into a financially prosperous person. Listen, it doesn't matter what you so much what you are. The question is, what is God trying to what? Make you into. I encourage you, let God make you. Let go. See, see, the problem is some of us are trying to make ourselves, trying to make ourselves into businessmen, businesswomen, trying to make ourselves. Into, uh-uh. Let God said, Robert, tell my people, let me make you into what I want you to be. The question is not what you want to do with the rest of your life. The question God says is, what do I want you to do with the rest of your life? So I encourage you, my brother and my sister, let God make you. Let God mold you. Let God shape you. You know. Peter, and, and, and in my spirit, is going to one of the things that Peter and his brother told Jesus in Luke. I think it's around Luke, the fourth chapter. When they Jesus had taught, taught the people, uh, Peter and his brother had been fishing all night and hadn't caught anything. You know, you say, Apostle, what does that mean to me? Some of you, under the sound of my voice, you're unsuccessful at what you are doing because it's what you want to do and not what God wants you to do. Jesus even told Peter and Simon, Luke 4th chapter, Jesus said, launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. Peter said, Master, we worked hard, what? All night. And haven't caught anything. Some of you are, are working hard all night, working hard all day, haven't caught anything, and not finding prosper. That's because you, two reasons, two things will make us prosper. We've got to do what the Lord wants us to do, and we've got to do it at the Lord's command. Again, 
We've got to do what the Lord wants us to do. Now, and we've got to do it at the Lord's command. When It was one thing when Peter and Simon were fishing on their own. They hadn't caught what? Anything. But when they did it at the Lord's command, the Bible says they caught so many fish that their nets began to break. My my prayer for you, under the sound of my voice, is that you will do what the Lord wants you to do, and you will do it at his command, and you will be successful at that. When Peter and his brother couldn't catch anything on their own, when they did what the Lord wanted them to do, when they did at the Lord's command, they caught so many fish. In other words, God made them so successful at their occupations. Some of you, under the sound of my voice, you're not successful at your occupation. God can make you successful. You're not successful at your chosen uh, chosen field. God says you choosing a field instead of letting him choose a field. I want to encourage you. Let God choose. Let God choose for you. And he'll make you successful. Jesus said, come follow me and I will send you out to fish for people. Or I will make you, I will make you. God says, I will make you fishers of men. Look at, look at verse 20. See, because everybody doesn't respond like this. The Bible says when they received this instruction from God at once, they left their nets and followed him. Reason why some of us are having a problem. God told us 10 years ago to leave that job. We're still trying, to, still trying to push at it. God told us 15 years ago to, to, to stop this activity. We're still carrying on with See, the Bible says at once they left their nets and followed him. You want God's immediate blessings in your life? Get in the habit of immediate obedience to him. Get in the habit of immediate immediate obedience immediate obedience will begin to bring the immediate blessings of God the lord dealt with me on something i think i was in in africa uh in in rwanda and i shared with one of the congregations out there i said how many times did uh god how many times did moses have to go before Pharaoh, before Pharaoh let God's people go. Does anybody remember? Ten times. Moses had to go before Pharaoh. Ten good times before Pharaoh finally let the people of God go. And I was like, Lord, why, why, why do you have to go through all this? I mean, plague of frogs, plague of gnats, plague of uh, blood, plague, the, the death of the first. It's over and over. And then God spoke to my spirit said, how many times did I have to go before Moses before I was able to convince Moses to do what I'm asking him to do? You check it in your Bible. God had to talk to Moses about six or seven times to convince him. You say, Apostle, what are you saying? If you are in the habit of delaying in obeying God, God will be in the habit of delaying in blessing you. Now, now, let me say that again. 
If you want to delay in obeying God, then get prepared for some blessing to delay in coming your way. You want to get in the habit of obeying God, what? Quickly, immediately, and you will begin to see the blessings of God coming into your life, into your marriage, into your ministry, into your finances, into your health. You'll begin to see them coming immediately as well. So I want to encourage you, children of God, let us obey God. Quickly and quietly. Look at verse 20. At once, they left their nets and they followed them. Going on from there, he saw two other brothers, James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John. They were in a boat with their father, Zebedee, preparing the nets. Jesus called to them, and immediately they left their boat and their father and followed him. Now, now understand this. And if we were taking notes, I'd tell you to get this down. The call of God is more important than the call of family. The call of God. Zebedee and John were working with their father. Father, I'm sure, was giving them instructions about what to do, how to do it. But God had a higher call. And I want to encourage you, my brother and my sister, and, 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 and let you to know that the call of God is more important than the call of your mama. The call of God is more important than the call of your father. The call of God is more important than the call of your husband or the call of your wife. The call of God is more important than the call of family. The Bible says immediately they left their boat and their father. See, the problem with some of us, we don't want to leave family. You wonder why you can't do nothing for God. You don't want to leave family. You can't leave family. You can't leave mama. You can't leave Daddy, you can't leave sister, you can't leave brother. The Bible says immediately they left their boat and what? Their father and followed Jesus. I want to encourage you, my brother and my sister. You be willing to leave whatever to follow the call of God. Because if you when you follow God, you'll see some things you've never seen before. When you follow God, you'll do some things you've never done before. When you follow God, you'll be some places you've never been. When you follow God, there's a life that family can't offer you, friends can't offer you. Well, Bible says in verse 23, Jesus went throughout Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom and healing Every disease and sickness among the people. Healing every disease. I want to encourage you, child of God, and let you know whatever is wrong with you, God, what? Can heal it. We're talking about he healed them. The Bible says every... Now, the thing that Lord was dealing with me on earlier today, God said, Robert, I didn't say how long I took to heal them. I just said, what? I healed them. See, sometimes God 
God said, look, I can heal in any amount of time that I want to take. And, you know, I'm I'm seeing God. I'm watching God. I've had this, this stroke about a year and a half ago. Hadn't been able to walk and hadn't been able to do a whole lot of things. But I'm seeing God bringing me back. I'm now able to walk uh, without my special shoes on. And I'm, you know, able to move. And I'm, I'm seeing God. And sometimes God heals us immediately. And sometimes God heals us in time. But as children of God, we can rest assured we are going to be healed in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. If it's immediate, if it takes time, we are going to be healed. The Bible says news about Jesus spread all over Syria. People brought to him all who were ill with various diseases, those suffering severe pain, the demon possessed those having seizures, paralyzed, and he healed them. Doesn't say how long it took. Doesn't say how he did it. But I'm hearing the Lord in my spirit. I healed them, Robert, and I'm healing you. And I'm healing my people. And I'm healing my children. So I want to encourage you, child of God. Sometimes God takes a little longer than we want him to take. You know, sometimes the songwriter said he didn't come when you want him, but he's what? Always right on time. We thank God today that he's a God that is on time. He's a God that that does things according to his timetable, his uh, grand scheme of things, not ours. We, If it was left up to us, we would always want Immediate, immediate, immediate. God says, Robert, I'm not always going to work immediate. Because there are some things that I want you to learn through affliction. One of the psalmists said it was good for me, what? That I was afflicted. And, you know, and and that's something that's, that's in my spirit uh, in regards to this that I'm going through here. You know, I have hated what I have gone through, but I have loved what God has done to me through it. You know, there will be some things in our lives, children of God, we will hate having to go through. We will hate having to experience. But what God will bring out of us or do in us, you know, or get us to stop doing in in regards to We will love that. So we thank God today. You know, God's healing comes in various ways. The scripture says those who were ill with various diseases, people had various diseases were healed. Well, understand that God healed these various diseases in various what ways. But he healed them. And he will heal you. You know. The way he healed. I'm thinking about the man. In Bethsaida. Jesus spit right in his eyes. Healed him. Individuals he spit in the mud. And packed mud on people's eyes. He healed them. I'm thinking about people. That Jesus allowed to die. You know I was. uh, Lazarus. Jesus allowed him to die. And then healed him. 
So even death does not stop our God from being able to heal. I, you know, I, I think I was down in um, East Africa, and I was kind of complaining to the Lord about uh, this this stroke that I'm going through, and I was like, Lord, how are you gonna let something like this happen to me? I thought I was your boy. You know, you how could you do this? You know, I'm in pain. I'm I'm down. I was just complaining, just complaining. And the Lord spoke in my spirit. He said, Robert, don't focus in on what I have allowed to happen to you. God said, focus in on what I do in response to what I have allowed to happen to you. Because, Robert, I allowed Jesus to die at the hands of sinful men. My only begotten son, I allowed him to die. I allowed him to suffer, but I raised him from the dead. God said, I allowed Job to suffer to where his body was stinking and scabs and black sores were all over his body. And he lost his he lost his um, finances and his flocks. And his earth. God said, but I, I blessed him with twice as much as what he had before. Understand this, child of God. God may allow some terrible things to happen to us. Don't focus in on what God allows to happen. Focus in on what God does in response to what he has allowed. And I encourage you, my brother and my sister, that that will be a very beautiful thing for us. God has promised us that all things work together for our good. All things, painful things, ugly things, hurtful things, disappointing things. That uh, God said, look, uh, I don't need to know what the thing is. I know what I'm going to do in response to the thing. So I encourage you, child of God, today. And praise God. God bless you there, Pastor. Uh, God is going to do something great with what is hurting you right now. God is going to do something great through what is disappointing you. You know, even your setbacks, children of God, that you see things that you see as setbacks, they are really setups for your next level of blessing. Amen. And then Jesus healed them. He healed. He healed them. And the Bible says in verse 25, large crowds from Galilee, that the capitalists, Jerusalem, Judea, and the region across the Jordan followed him. Large crowds. Large crowds. You know. And the Lord is dealing with me now. There's a difference between following God and continuing to follow God. Large crowds. You know, from Galilee. Look at the places. Galilee. The capitalist, which was ten city. Jerusalem. Judea. Region across the Jordan. Large crowds were following him. But God says, Robert, there's a difference between following me and continuing.
continuing to follow. Listen, I don't want to just follow God. Are you hearing me, children of God? I want to what? Continue to follow God. My prayer for you, my prayer for us, is not that we will just follow God. Uh -uh. My prayer is that we will continue to follow God. Bible says men in the last days, men and women will not endure sound doctrine. That means they might get started on it or they might, you know, go a little while with it, but they can't go the long haul. My prayer for every one of you under the sound of my voice, that you will go the long haul in your walk with God, in the long haul in your Christianity, in your go the long haul. Bible says he that is faithful unto death shall receive the crown of life. May you be faithful unto death in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Give us a song. This is the day. This is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice. I will rejoice and be glad in it, and be glad in it. Come on, sing. This is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. This is the day, this is the day that the Father God, in the precious name of Jesus Christ, Lord, I thank you for returning my dad back home safely, helping him to heal of his condition. We appreciate you. We adore you. We magnify you. We glorify you. And we exalt you. Lord, we pray that you will keep us safe from all hurt, harm, and danger. Help us to do better at work or at school or at home. And open up our understandings, bless our bosses or our teachers. Lord, we ask for your will to be done in the name of Jesus Christ, who is our strength and our Redeemer, our Lord and Savior, guide and protector. Amen. Saints, you can reach us through email at thechristiancenterchurch at gmail.com. Check out our website at https at talkshoe.com backslash member backslash t backslash tccc. Feel free to join us on TalkShoe, Spreecast, YouTube, and iTunes at 9 6 p.m. daily. On TalkShoe, call 724-444-7444. Enter ID 17959. On Spreecast, type in Robert Bryan on YouTube and the Christian Center Church channel. You can see excerpts of Apostle Robert Bryan on YouTube. Donations should be sent by using the donation button on the church website or our TalkShoe homepage. God bless you and heaven smile on you. In Jesus' name, amen.